Greetings, kindred witches, curious listeners, and new practitioners to the craft. Welcome to Atomic Witchcraft. Here, I share my experience as I build a modern-day, inclusive witchcraft practice rooted in nature's seasons, the celestial cycles, and the science of energy. Join me as we build a practice that learns from our past, is rooted in our present, and works towards building a better future, all while connecting deeply to the earth and sky around us. Let us begin a new era of witchcraft. This podcast is recorded on the homeland of the Duwamish people, and more broadly, the Coast Salish people, as well as many other indigenous tribes that make their home here in the Pacific Northwest, past, present, and future. As a spiritual being and steward of this land that I call home, I feel honored with the responsibility of caring for this piece of our planet. The Atomic Witchcraft team participates in real rent Duwamish as a way to compensate for the land that was stolen through violence and broken land treaties. I encourage you to look into and participate in real rent programs that support indigenous communities in your area. Please take a moment to join me in honoring the original stewards of the land on which you are residing and a moment of gratitude for the earth itself and the bounty it provides. Please join me in words that work for you. To the ancestors that hold this ground and for those spirits yet to come, may you fill me with guidance as I learn my place as a steward of this land and its creatures. In the gift of this role, I hold gratitude for all that surrounds me, for the water which cleanses me, for the earth's fruit which nourishes me, for the air that breathes life, for the fire that warms as it burns, and for the divine cosmos within. I am a child of the universe, at one with the trees and the stars. May the tides of the moon fill me with silver and the sunbeams tint me in gold. From light to dark, from birth to death, spring to winter, new moon to full and back again. It is a beautiful world, one worth protecting. This I will, as within, so without, as above, so below, as I am, so mote it be. Welcome to the first episode as Atomic Witchcraft. Celebrating 68 plus episodes, it feels good to move into a new moniker and start a bit fresh. My goal is that this updated podcast shares my experience of evolving and living into science, nature, and celestial-based magic through a modern, inclusive witchcraft practice. Much like the first year of this podcast, I hope to share with you the journey of my craft during the next 13 full moon cycles, two equinoxes, two solstices, and a few other celestial events in between. We will talk about working with nature via earth, water, and weather, and learn about our role in the cosmos as we look to celestial cycles. We will talk about energy as a science and how we can apply what we know to our knowledge of witchcraft to to more actively participate in and influence the world we live in. We will reflect on the history of the occult and our own personal roots, just as we talk about what it means to be an active community, magical or not. This podcast is about living into what it means, at least to me, to be witch. What 
does my practice look like now? Well, it certainly has changed a bit, and I want to provide an overview of how things have progressed, transitioned, or maybe just aren't a part of my practice any longer. Looking at my day-to-day, meditation and mindfulness are still some of the biggest ways that I keep my energy skills sharp. It is so integral to learn to focus and quiet the mind and then be present in the moment. Without these skills, the ability to actually feel, tune in, and influence the energy around you is diminished. The ability to influence energy is highly dependent on the ability to focus and find presence. Our energy is directed by our thoughts. Where we concentrate that thought, energy follows. Without it, our energy is directed in too many different ways, and it becomes really hard for anything to truly manifest. Consider how a magnifying glass, or even a crystal ball, will focus light onto a central point until it literally starts a fire. It combusts. Be that focal point. Quick concept that I will spend more time on here. It's important to consider your sphere of influence when it comes to magic work. Most of us would love to change the world with our magic, but here's the thing. There is some science that says particles understand each other over long distances. However, starting with very basics, the energy you have most influence over is literally the energy physically closest to you, which in the beginning is your internal space. I want to be clear that this doesn't mean we should all be able to heal ourselves or live perfectly healthy lives. There are so many reasons that's just not practical, and you should always seek professional medical advice. But what it does mean is that your circle or sphere of influence starts close to home, literally. So when you are working with energy, magic, or spells, especially at the beginning, it is best to focus the energy and and intent within a sphere of influence where you have the highest amount of control. As your skills grow over time, you'll feel the sphere or influence continue to grow, just as your physical circle of influence may also grow. I'll share more about this concept in a future episode, so stay tuned if you're interested. Another aspect that I've been particularly drawn to in this new practice is documentation. I know that sounds a bit strange and maybe a little boring too, but we often talk about grimoires and spell books, and yes, my documentation includes my spells, but it also includes observations on the birds and the trees in my yard, on the skies overhead and the seasons in my body. It has become a way for me to synthesize and understand the cycles around me, and even tie in some of my divination work. I want to be clear that not all my documentation is pretty. Some of it is really just words hastily scribbled into a notebook. And yes, others include sketches and are by far prettier. Either way, it has deepened my practice in ways that I never could have expected. And as I talk more about living into cycles, I encourage you to start your own documentation process. Think more science log than spell book at first. And when it comes to spells, hell, the scientific method is a great way to help your brain make sense of the phenomena you'll encounter. Make your hypothesis, aka write your spell and focus your intent, then start quote-unquote experiment number one, which is your first cycle through a spell. Document all that you do, both magical and practical, to manifest the spell work. And if it works, great. You may not need to test your hypothesis again until the next time you need that spell. But if not, make adjustments, look at your quote-unquote ingredients and steps, and then do experiment number two on that same spell and see what kind of difference it makes. I'll share more about this as we get going and provide some encouragement to get you thinking in this way. I talked a bit before about the cycles we live in, the daily sun cycle, the moon cycle, the celestial seasons. Each of these follow a similar pattern of dark, first, full, last, dark.
dark. With that in mind, they also tend to echo similar energies, and I have found that the more I work with these energies, the more aligned I feel. For instance, just on a daily, when it's possible to rise with the sunrise or settle down with the sunset, those liminal spaces feel easier. I often find work projects or personal issues coming to a culmination during full moons as well. I use this time for spell work or energy work, depending on my needs. Now, as a night owl, I often find my best creative work to be in the dark of night versus the full noon part of day where perhaps I tend to crave more physical labor, and that is one of the unique observations of my own energy patterns. Seasonally, our bodies even call us to align with the winter solstice and the short days, definitely pulling at least on my need to hibernate, while lazy long days of summer, I'm drawn to outdoors and community. Pay attention to your energy cycles and see where your energy and circadian rhythms align, or doesn't, with the natural rhythms. What happens if you adjust your schedule to lean further into nature's rhythms, or even your own? In this new practice, honoring the full moon is spread out over three days, each night giving space to honor, release, and manifest energy, whether via a casual meditation or a more complex conjuring. When doing spell work, the elements are now woven into the words, spoken with spiral movement to cast a conjuring circle. When all is said and done, the energy is then dispersed via releasing the spiral, helping to shuffle that manifestation out into the world. Join me on a future episode to learn more about how the details of my spellcasting and energy conjuring have changed. So yes, full moons, conjuring, spellcasting, these are all part of my new practice. The biggest change has come in the seasonal celebrations and really focusing those down on celestial events that we, as humans, have marked over millennia. The equinoxes, the solstices. Now, how I practice those, well, you'll have to stay tuned to learn more, but those four key markers in our celestial cycle provide a bigger picture of the cosmic spiral dance we are all a part of. do want to take a moment here to address that I am exercising a lot of privilege in using the words witch and witchcraft. Even today, there are societies where those words are death sentences, literally or figuratively. In most of those cases, the accused are not practicing anything close to what we might call magic or the occult. It is a privilege that we can use this word, and so with that, I am working to use this word with more care, intent, and power so that if I am to help quote-unquote reclaim the word, I do so in a way that honors those that have been killed in its misuse, a way to honor the spirit of those lost. I hope you too will help in adding some gravity to a word many have come to take for granted, myself included. Let's be clear, I'm a Virgo, a double Virgo, and very much live into that brain space. Systems are my bread and butter, and understanding systems even more so. The call for rhyme and reason drew me towards outlining what I think are key elements to my practice, and topics that I have continuously come back to, spiraling around each time, approaching the same point, only having grown that much more so that, while it's similar, it is not the same, and there is a new depth to each passing. These topics, to me, echo a five-pointed star with the four elements creating limb points, while a single central point speaks to the self. As above, so below. As within, so without. 
With earth, we study the way of the land, the way the seasons shape the trees and call to the wildlife. With air, we look to the skies and the energy waves that ride the weather. Fire calls us not only to the synthesis of flame, but to the natural fire of nuclear fusion, stars, and the celestial. Finally, water calls us home, deep into the oceans, bending as rivers around mountainsides and tumbling falls. This five-pointed star holds in its center a spiral to represent the journey, both ours and those that have come before us, the history of magic. And embracing the whole are two atomic rings, the makings of community and inclusion, what it means to hold space for atomic witchcraft. As Atomic Witchcraft launches a new era of this podcast, it also comes with growth to the team. I'd like to give some airtime to my collaborators so that they might introduce themselves and share a bit about their practice. Hail and well met everyone. My name is Alyssa, and I am so excited to be a part of the Atomic Witchcraft podcast as social media manager. I have been an on-again, off-again practicing witch for about 20 years now, but I truly feel like I was a witch from birth, even if there were periods in my life where I wasn't tapped in, so to speak. A major aspect of my practice is environmentalism. I believe that as a witch, and as a human on this planet, that I have a responsibility to do my part in caring for the earth. This is a value that was instilled in me as a small child, and it has grown over the years to include low-waste living, intersectionality, and of course social justice, because you can't talk about climate activism without including the humans that are directly impacted by it. I find magic in the natural world, from the way moss grows on a tree, to the sound of a mighty waterfall, even down to how a snail moves along its path. So to me, there is nothing more powerful in my craft than working to protect it all. I look forward to growing even more along my path and to be growing and learning with the rest of you. Cheers for now. Hello, I am Jay, and I'm thrilled to be helping out with the Atomic Witchcraft podcast as the project manager. My time in this witchy life is still in its first year or so, with my background mostly as a raised Roman Catholic and then convert to Lutheranism. It can be natural to consider my Christian roots as something left behind when embracing witchcraft, but on the contrary, I find it's prepared me well for a lot of the things I try and do now. Prayer taught me how to turn inward and practice mindfulness. As I did extensive liturgical singing, music continues to be my most common way to root deeply into my heart, soul, and emotions. And perhaps most significantly, the use and interpretation of words and their meaning. Words often play into my divination work, spell intentions, focus, and have been my medium of understanding energy that I tap into even in astral work. I also utilize natural world phenomena, animal symbolism, and a personal connection with Scotland to shape and color my way of working with myself and the above and below. I look forward to growing in my practice by being involved here and sharing more whenever it can be helpful. Nice to meet you all. Hey listeners, it's me again. You may know my voice, but we may not have been formally introduced. I'm Ash, and well, this is a podcast about my practice. 
With that in mind, I do think it's important to share that I am a 37-year-old white cis woman who has been practicing witchcraft for about 25 years now, including trying a variety of paths along the way. <laughs> With family roots and spiritual guidance and teaching, sharing and connecting around what makes us human must live in my blood. I don't claim to have the answers, but I am more than happy to share how I'm exploring and defining a modern inclusive practice that lets me lean into my values. And maybe through that help give space for you to do the same. As a teacher in spirit, a creative at heart, and a witch in my soul, thank you for joining me along the way. Now that you have met the team, I want to share a little bit about what we decided as a group around this podcast and priorities. First and foremost, we want to live into our practice and do the things we talk about. Sometimes that means breaking down a culture of urgency and prioritizing rest. We all agree that we want to see this podcast succeed, but we also agreed that it wouldn't mean much if we weren't living into the practices that we talk about. Right now, we're aiming for episodes to release around the full moons and the turning of the celestial seasons at the solstices and equinoxes. As I am working to use the moon cycle as a way to drive my creative process with the podcast, I'm hoping for some level of consistency, and with a new team to help us all stay connected, I'm excited for what this new era holds. If you are just joining us and any of this feels really confusing, I encourage you to give the last two episodes a listen. They provide a bit of context for how things came to be in the here and now. With that, thanks for joining us for episode one of Atomic Witchcraft. As we wrap today, the team at Atomic Witchcraft thanks you for listening. We are looking forward to exploring this new path with you and would love to connect via social media or Patreon. Linktree is in the bios. Access is always free and we work to harbor a safe hearth for all. As above, so below. As within, so without. As we end, so we begin.